Hello and welcome back to What Now, Jesus? Because when you figure it out, he throws you the curveball. I'm Father Kyle Schnippel. I'm pastor at three parishes here in the Dayton area of the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. With me again this week is my friend, Father David Dosick. <laughs> Hi, Father David. Hi, Father Kyle. Nice to see you. Good to Off see you again. And, and yeah. uh, hopefully we get into a habit of doing this again, so that'll be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a couple Saturday, Sunday afternoons in a row were kind of crazy yeah. for either one of us, and it'd be good to do this again. Yeah, so yeah, how you been? I'm doing well. These cooler temperatures are right in my wheelhouse. I love mm, it. Preach. So, uh, yeah, nice, preach. nice cigar on the porch. <laughs> you can and do that. I'll, I'll let you. And, uh, sweatshirt. Yeah. Oh man, perfect. Mm. Yeah. Mm. A good yeah. bourbon on yeah on the back patio would be is a good thing. Absolutely, yeah. And the, we we continue to do um, renovations on my rectory so that we'd be able to to have an updated rectory. But not only that, uh, ability to have maybe two priests. Oh, um, awesome! If if um, family parishes and everything with beacons of light would would be as proposed, uh, yeah, that would be an option for that second priest. Uh, okay after we have a conversation of what that looks like. So <laughs> <laughs> who knows at this point? Yeah. So, you know, but it's, um, yeah, it's been a lot of, uh, just, uh, one thing after the other trying to just figure out, uh, you know, what's the next thing that needs to be fixed and needs to be, uh, organized and making sure that we stay under the budget that we have approved for us. <laughs> uh, key, key, key is to keep yeah. it under the budget. Yeah. Are you getting close to the rectory renos? I think so. I think we're, uh, we're probably a month out. Okay. I think that's a safe bet or less. Okay. But, um, yeah, things are with all the shipping delays and products and stuff. Oh, yeah. We're, we're kind of, you know, to try to keep things at the same price, we're just being flexible. So a mm, lot of okay. things, yeah. yeah. But it, um, I'm just, I mean, I'm excited. I'm ready. I am living in the parts that's finished. Uh, but then there's other part, the, the kitchen itself isn't, isn't finished. So mm-hmm. we'll have to wait until that's finished to host a party and enjoy a nice dinner with people. So I cannot wait. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're Looking. invited. That's right. So, oh, am I invited? <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you have a standing invite here. So. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. We won't, we won't have a gas range. We'll just have an electric. Uh, and that's well, only maybe. because uh, I think the the universal um, what I say the universal uh, cooking method for most priests is it's the microwave. The microwave. <laughs> we have a nice microwave. We have a very nice one coming yeah. in. No. <laughs> All right. So, what about what's you? It? What's what's happening in your life right now? Huh. Well, um, I was on retreat all last week from Monday to Friday up at Maria Stein. In the northern part of our diocese, close to not terribly far from where we grew up. Yeah. So it's always nice to go back there. And uh, the smell, as the farmers would say, experience the smell of money, which the rest of us call manure. Yeah. yeah. The, the pig farms and the cow farms right next door. But <laughs> but it was good. We, we were supposed to have a, a priest lead the retreat, but he's he had some medical issues, so he wasn't able to do it. So it was just quiet time and time to read, time to pray, time to walk, um, get a little rest, a little sleep, saw some of my family, 
Um, mm. So it was good. Um, I read um, the book Priests We Need to Save the Church. Yeah, Kevin um, Wells. Kevin Wells. It, and um, it was just a good uh, what a good book to, to read on retreat because it's uh, it was a, just a great like go get them kind of book. Yeah, what we yeah so yeah he writes kind of a in a sports analyst kind of style I think that's it mm-hmm. but uh, you know descriptive words you know that are yeah. very yeah. Uh, impactful if you uh, were yeah. thinking about things yeah this yeah. chapter on asceticism is what kicked my butt I was like yeah uh, that hurts don't go <laughs> that, that route. Well, oh, then no. <laughs> he has a follow-up book. It's not a follow-up book. He he has a second book that just came out on the life of Father Aloysius Schwartz, hmm. which I'm reading now. And he he's from a priest from D.C. Uh, who joined the Samists, which I, I had never heard of, the Society for the Help of the Missions in France, Belgium. And he okay. went to Korea right after the end of the Korean War and established um, orphanages, schools, things like that. And just was like, uh, kind of like, a, you know, if it's the hard thing to do, that's the thing I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, another book that's just like kicking my butt. He, like he was with Mary Knoll Missioners for a while. And he's like, this is too easy. We have like running water, electricity. You know, that's, yeah. that's not how the apostles had it. <laughs> so it's kind of kicking my can. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm meditating on, uh, contemplating more than anything only because I fear doing it. Uh, <laughs> right. Exodus 90, you know, 90 days mm. of kind of an intense, intense life of penance and prayer for 90 days. Um, yeah, it's been on my heart too. Yeah, oh, gosh. so uh, we might talk. We might talk after screen, but but uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. You ever- like I look at it. I'm like, oh man. I mean, I I did the other day. I was like, I tried to get a cold shower, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not oh. really feeling this right now. Can I do, I, can I do a lukewarm shower? <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know about that. So, yeah. but it's things like that that um, you know, if 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 I can uh, lay that little thing down. It's probably going to help in in uh, larger areas of my life as a yeah. and yeah. in the future, bigger things, yeah. more commitments or more temptations, just as they come mm-hmm. along with life. Gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and the yeah, and just discipline and disciple are so closely related. And I'm like, ooh, boy, do I want to be that committed? I mean, I want to be that committed of a disciple, but do I want to be that committed as a disciple? You know, yeah. kind of thing. So. Yeah, and that's the hard part is like it can't be just for show either. It can't be like, well, I want people to see that I am that defeats the purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah. there's an interior uh, kind of, uh, what do I say, motivation that is uh, pure and genuine and true. Yeah. And yeah. Even, even so much that you could be doing this for 90 days and no one would know that yeah. you've been doing this for 90 days, you know? Yeah. Right? When you fast, don't look gloomy like the hypocrites. You know? Yeah, or if they know, it's like they recognize. Well, there's something different about that guy. What is it? You know, and it's mm-hmm. uh, um, it's that he's hopefully growing in holiness. You know, yeah, exactly through these practices and through the ascetical practice, ascetical life. 
So those are my, yeah, I'm contemplating it, trying to figure out which feast day does it fall on and begin, or, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like almost doing a consecration prayer, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for night, I can't keep anything going for like three days. How do I, how am I, I expected know, to go? I night? know. <laughs> I'm totally going to forget on like day five and be like, you uh, know, just eating something or doing yeah. something. I'll be like, that hamburger just oh, looks so good. Oh, man. It's like Friday during Lent. What mm-hmm. am I doing? Why, <laughs> why am I frying bacon? And I know it's a Friday. Friday what like, am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> because bacon is so good. Anyways. Oh, man. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Um, let's see. What else we got? I the That second reading from Hebrews for this weekend yeah. was just, I, I didn't, I mean, I mentioned it in my homily. My homily was more about pride and the, the perils that pride brings to to life but i also just man that reading from hebrews is just so powerful yeah um we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses but one who has been tested in every way yet without sin so let us confidently approach the throne of grace to receive mercy and to find grace for timely help i was like whoo that's good stuff What's so good about it for you? What do you well what, what speaks to you, huh? What speaks to me is that so often, and I know I fall into this trap as much as anybody else does, so often it can be so easy to to look at Jesus as he's out there, he's up there, he's far away. And what I what I appreciate about this reading in particular, you we I think, and this is what I mentioned in my homily. We can think that Jesus is so perfect, and I know that I'm a colossal screw up. So how can I relate to someone who's perfect when I know I'm a, a screw up? And what how this reading turns that around that Jesus faces every temptation that I face. Mm-hmm. But he does, he he answers those temptations without sin. The temptations themselves are not sins, otherwise Jesus wouldn't face them. But he enters into those temptations with us from inside to transform and to try and lift us up. And I think that just, uh, that reality could kind of, I think, continue to speak to me in a in a profound way to, to just allow the Lord to really enter into the experience of, of the trials and the temptations that we have and being united with him in those moments so that we can approach the throne of grace to receive his mercy, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. For me, it's just a reminder to empathize with others as mm-hmm. I'm a priest in ministry, um, yeah. to strive after imitating Christ in those moments. Yeah. Um, and, and for all the reasons that I think you indicated, you know, that, 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 uh, before we ever relate to God, God has already related to us, you know, uh, in sending his son and the gift of salvation. Uh, so mm-hmm. all of our, all of our calling out to God is simply a response to what his initiative has already done, his love for us. And so, uh, you know, I just keep that in mind when I enter into realities situations, those timely helps with people that they come to the office, they shoot an email or something happens uh, in the parish. And I just have to get 
I just have to be reminded to to empathize, to understand truly what is this person facing, mm-hmm. and then turn it over, turn it over to the Lord who who knows them better than I do, and and knows kind of how all this works together. <laughs> yeah, and um, and comes together in that beautiful beautiful approach. But yeah, I'm 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 starting to just kind of be more cognizant of the fact that, you know, you're gonna I'm probably gonna be able to do much more through my prayer uh than than in the amount of time that might be given to me to really be with a person. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. positive or negatives there, but but it is what it is and, and you know that you can carry that in your heart uh for many, many, many days, years, months, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that because that's what a priest does. That's, that's, that's what our high priest yeah. does. He, he doesn't just encounter us and then say, okay, I'm going to go offer mass now. <laughs> Good luck. Keep Bye. warm and well fed. Yeah. yeah they, well, it's not only that, you know, it's social justice too, but it's, it's also not like mass is not a disconnection from your life. It's actually seeing life with its right vision. Mm-hmm. In this moment of thanksgiving and and praise and petition, yeah. uh, so that's what kind of what was reminder to me was, you know, that even as you you know approach the throne of grace, uh, the altar of God, mm-hmm. and offer the yeah. sacrifice as His priest, you have to bring all of the emotion, all of the things and the people and the experiences. Uh, right there to the Lord, who already knows them, but He mm-hmm. wants us to offer them, yeah, out of love, yeah. you know, out of humility. So, and that that what strikes me, what I was reflecting on between masses this morning, then you sympathize with our weakness. Jesus sympathizes sympathizes with my weaknesses, with your weaknesses, with our people's weaknesses. You know, kind of building on the same thing you were saying. Do I sympathize with the weaknesses my people have? Because we all have them. They have them. I have them. And and then how do how do we speak the the word of the Lord into that as priests mm-hmm. to transform that from something that can be oppressive to something that gives life? You know, that challenge of the cross. You know, that's that's the challenge of the cross. You know, so I don't know. And I, I had the opportunity then after mass. So I, I had two masses this morning. Uh, and then I went, a family that I know from when I was in the vocation office, um, their son is at Children's Hospital in pretty critical condition. And uh, uh, so they asked me to come in and say mass in his hospital room. And, and that, so I, I preached, I, his mom and dad were there obviously, and another, a sister-in-law were there, but I preached to, to him, to this young man, he's 20, um, to about this, about this, you know, Jesus is in the midst of your trial and tribulation and he, he's on a ventilator. He couldn't, I don't know how much he understood or what, but mm-hmm. you know, the Jesus is right there in the midst of that experience for him to transform it, to bring it to life, to bring it to something great, you know, and I'm convinced, you know, no matter what comes with him, if he's, if he's cured and healed and brought to, you know, that'd be miraculous, uh, almost a miraculous recovery. Um, if his life is changed, not ended, 
you know, my prayer is that there are still good things that come to us from him, uh, through him into the world as well. So, so which yeah, is hard or intense moments to walk yeah. into, uh, yeah. you know, that's a, it's a rare kind of shot into priesthood sometimes because mm-hmm. you can have a normal Sunday da, 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 and then all of a sudden this big thing that thanks be to God, somebody, you know, has cried out for help. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just, you know, I just think of, you know, like Samuel, you know, well, who am I, Lord? You know, mm-hmm. you know, here I am. Yeah. I'm here to do your will. And so uh, there, 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 you know, there you go. You can go and do that ministry. Uh, and we're trained to do that in some sense. But again, like you said, it, it sticks with you. You know, if you really love them, if you really care and you and not only that, what would I say? It's even deeper than just like a person loving another person. It's like you're drawn up into God's love for this person and you are there. You are there as a representative. Matter of fact, Mm -hmm. you you are another Christ in that room. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I just get that. That sense is more prevalent at times. Oh yeah. When I, when I have no clue what I'm supposed to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many times in, in instances like that where you're like, I'm just going to, Lord, you need to be with me. Send your Holy Spirit upon my time here to yeah. to um, to just be an agent of your grace and healing to, sure. to this family that needs your presence. And they know it's a faith-filled family. Um, so yeah. it, it's not like I'm afraid that they're going to lose faith. But, it, I mean, faith is tested and tried and mm-hmm. and hopefully purified as gold is refined in the fire, you know? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's easy to go through and that doesn't mean we want to go through it. Uh, but God's there. The Lord is there. Sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe we speak, speak a little bit more there on, on just connecting with Jesus while you're doing ministry. Uh, is there any like special things that you know, God's grace or easy ways to say like, yeah, this is definitely a movement of God, a movement of the Spirit at this moment. Hmm. Well, for one, for me, the the work of courage is always a, a movement of the Holy Spirit. Is you, know, I, I palpably feel the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in the work of courage. Um, there are times. Um, there are times when I'm preaching where I'll say something like, and I'll have notes in front of me, yeah. you know, and I'll say something when I'm preaching. And I'm like, I did not mean to say that that way, Yeah. but I'm very glad that I, that it did, that it came from me that, yeah. because it didn't come from me. You know, sure. you can, you know, that the Holy Spirit just saying, whoop, these words are what you want are what I need to give you now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there are certainly other times, one-on-one counseling in the confessional. There are times where, again, I've said something in the confessional. I'm like, I have never said that before. I've never even had that thought before. And then I say it in the confessional was like, Oh, that made a lot of sense. So what about you? I've had those very similar uh, movements. Uh, you know, that it's God speaking and like, get out of the way, buddy, just let the Lord do his work. Mm-hmm. But then also in the ordinary, I say normal day of my life is, you know, uh, 
I've been trained in the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. Yeah. So I use those rules of discernment when it comes to consolations and desolations um, and having a plan of life, uh, which is uh, beautiful. And, and I guess through all of those situations, what the most beautiful thing for me that is just key is, is um, trying to allow somebody to find freedom on their own and not forcing mm-hmm. them to be baptized or to know Christ by like my talents or how I might be, be able to convince them. Mm-hmm. But to have an open, honest dialogue, um, no matter where they are or where I am in any moment, and it's to be that free to hear the spirit of God moving um, in the ordinary things, you know, and you just ask somebody about their day and what happened, you know, gosh, even you a retreat, you know, if yeah. you, I truly believe if, if I can quiet my soul and my mind enough <laughs> from not being just me. Um, and then I guess just, you know, plumb the depths of, you know, you, you know, you went on a retreat, there's going to be something, you know, mm-hmm. some pearl or nugget that, of wisdom that is given. Yeah. Praise be to God, you know, or some great trial that you're still going through, but now given new strength, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's just like that's everybody as they're walking every week. Um, you know, the repetitious cycle of coming to mass on Sunday and you and I just see it and I I'm aware of it. Um, the thing the thing that I'm always worried about is that sometimes they're like sheep without a shepherd. Yeah. And that, yeah. and I wondered about that even more with this whole idea with the second uh, reading in the letter to Hebrews, you know, mm-hmm. how often in our priesthood, it's more administrative. It's more, this is the business of the parish yeah. versus I'm leading souls to Christ. And uh, like, what's, what's God doing so, so beautifully and powerfully in your marriage? Mm-hmm. And how how's your prayer life going outside of Sunday Mass? Yeah. Like, we don't talk about that. I, You know, it's like, I do because that's just who I am and I've made that intention. But the reality is, is I think most priests, you know, they just, they're worried about the roof or the project or <laughs> or this and that. And, and, you know, we all have those worries like I do with my rectory. But yeah. for me, I try to focus more on the people that are there and, and their lives and, mm-hmm. and what might be happening and what we're learning through the whole process. Yeah. I don't know about you. If, if that's something over the years of your priesthood that you've seen or battled and being like that yeah. high priest, you know, sympathizing with people. Yeah. I mean, it I, requires something more than just administration. It <laughs> does. Doesn't it? I think I sometimes, I don't know if I offend as even brother priests at times, but it's like, you will be out for dinner. I'm like, how's your prayer life? Are you praying? When's the last time you went to confession? Have you been to confession? And when you, have you gone to spiritual direction? You know, yep. you're asking those questions because I think if we're not asking those questions of among ourselves as brother priests and holding, striving to hold each other accountable, mm-hmm. you know, our parishioners aren't going to do that. You know, and I, uh, not this weekend, last weekend we had a, the previous two weekends we had a, a, a retreat for liturgical ministers here at the parishes and th- they asked me to close it off. And I was like, if we're not praying as liturgical ministers, we're not, we're not effective. 
we might be good at our job, but we're not mm-hmm. effective. And I said, even in my previous parish, there were people, there were a handful of like, Father, you didn't pray this week. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. uh, what do you mean? They're, your homily was flat. It showed no insight. It showed, you know, and they had all these things and they're like, and we know when you're praying because it comes from your, your homilies, your, your homily, how you celebrate mass, all these other things come yep. from your prayer life. And when they don't, we suffer because of that, you know? Mm. So mm. <laughs> it was like, ouch, that wasn't fun, but yeah. Yeah. But they had that, that freedom to be able to tell you that, mm-hmm. you know, and you had the, uh, what would I say? You had the, uh, the humility to accept it with love. Maybe not at that moment. Yes. Not at that moment, but eventually, yeah. yeah. I learned. I learned that, okay, this person knows me well. That javelin coming right at me. I'm not supposed to get out of the way. Got it. Got it. Got yeah, it. Thanks. Thanks, Lord. I'd rather have a sweater. Yeah, no kidding. No. Uh, what does the uh, week ahead look like for you? Anything big that you're going to be moving um, towards? Um, I haven't really looked yet at my calendar for the week ahead, so I don't really entirely know. Um, I kind of glanced at it. It didn't seem like there was much happening. We, I will say the one thing that we have, uh, we've been working with a group from Ball State University to, to do mock-ups for renovations of the interior of the church here at St. Peter's. Yeah. Uh, and it's been a, it's been a really enlightening process and procedure and, um, so the, I think the final, one of the final ones is, uh, uh, coming up this Friday. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what these young ladies can do, uh, as it, you know, how they've taken the feedback that we've given them to, to present different things and different ideas to, so it's been a, it's been a fun process so far. And then, then we've got to get the approval of the archdiocese and we've got to get the, well, more importantly, we also have to get the funding for the renovation and all that stuff. So, so we're still a little bit of ways away from, from doing some renovations, but we're working towards uh, getting the scheme together for how we want to renovate. So that, which is exciting and and bringing some, uh, bringing some color, some brightness into the the church here at St. Peter's. So. Well, good. Good for you to be looking into that and trying to Mm -hmm. help them have a space where they can worship God and truly encounter beauty and goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what about you? Oh, um, let's see. This week is mostly getting on my hands and knees with uh, some planting and flowers and things. Love in the fall. This is what I do. So this week is uh, planting and I got a, I got a, like a 20 by 30 area. I got to reseed in grass. Oh, okay. So, uh, and level oh. it out. And so okay. little projects say, like that. What are you planting in the fall? This is not the time to. Are you planting bulbs for the spring? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, I do bulbs in the fall, right? If I have any, plus they're on discount. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but then, but then also if you plant trees and everything like trees or shrubs, now is the okay. Perfect. Now's the time to do it. Yep. Okay. Now's the perfect time because they're starting to go into a dormant stage. So the roots aren't going to be as harmed if you uh, would cut, cut a little bit around the root ball oh, and okay. plant. Okay. So now's the perfect time. So I'm I'm picking out the most uh, beautiful hydrangea tree I can find. I love the <laughs> hydrangea tree. And, they are nice. And then other things along the way. But we got to tear out these old stumps. We've got some um, 
some evergreen stuff that's been around for about mm. 80 years. Oh, that's, that's its <laughs> so lifetime. Yeah. It was overgrown, overgrown and, and um, needed to come out. So we got all the stumps. Okay. Okay. We still got to pull out. So that's a lot of my work this week is just dedicating some time and effort and okay. energy to that. Um, okay. Along with, you know, little things as they come up and stuff in the office that has to be done. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, uh, I planted, I finally got the garlic planted in the new garden. So it's starting to sprout up. And so I'm looking forward to, I planted a bunch. So, and when, when do you harvest the garlic? Is it in the spring or in the spring, like spring into summer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and you, you plant have to it let now. it harden or like storage for it or no, you can let it dry. You can hang it up, but you can use it as soon as you pull it out. Okay. As soon as you dig up the bulb. So, and does the bulb keep coming back and starting new uh, bulbs or is it just as soon as you plant it? That's the one. That's the one. So you can bigger. replant, you can plant one of the cloves. So all you do is you, like what I did was I just went to the grocery store and got sure. two, two of the, the heads of garlic okay, and just broke them up into cloves and you just put the different cloves in, uh, um, into the ground and it, and they sprout pop. There it goes. There it goes. And then, yeah. So then you can just take one of those and just put it back in the ground. So, and then you have to remember to water it every day, Father Kyle not really with garlic you can just kind of let it go and it it happens other things tomatoes water every day garden <laughs> yeah the rest of the garden needs watered every day so yeah eventually yeah. you'll have you'll have some time uh some electrical system right that, mm, i'm thinking about it yeah anything. yeah thinking about it so or you just yeah. or it's close enough to your to your kitchen you could just turn the, the water faucet maybe <laughs> <laughs> just turn pull the Cut faucet the out and just like just spray it out the window i don't yep, there a is priest. a water yeah that's the priest right there watering his garden there we go <laughs> there uh, is a water spigot a water tap just out just by the garden so that that was part of the reason i put it where it was cuz there's a hose a hose tap easy, right there too easy access yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah well so. there you go we got sidetracked on planting that's okay <laughs> <laughs> the Bakins boys come out again. So. You bet. Yeah. All right. Anything else? No, thanks. Yeah, those those good reflections on uh, second or the second reading from Hebrews. Yeah. I liked it for priesthood yeah. as well. Yeah, I, I give my people homework uh, over the last couple of weeks. Is like if you've never read the letter to the Hebrews from front to back, read it. It's yeah. so powerful. Yeah, because mm. it's really it's almost more like a homily instead of a letter. Uh, you right. know so. So it's a good good experience to do. So, all right. Well, with that, I think we'll call it a day. You look like you need a nap. Yeah, I do. So, thanks. <laughs> well, enjoy your nap this afternoon. I, I will. Hopefully, right. the angels will wake me up. It'll be good. All right. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. Have a great day. God bless everybody. Thanks for listening, tuning in. Uh, share the podcast with your friends, family, uh, and then um, if there's anything you want us to talk about, let us know. God bless. What Now, Jesus is a podcast produced by Father Kyle Schnippel and Father David Dosek. Any views and opinions expressed are solely our views and opinions and do not reflect those of our diocese, of our church, uh, or anyone else besides those of us who are appearing on the podcast. God bless.